Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, and welcome to Planantial's podcast, Future Rich. My name is Barbara Ginty, and I'm your host and also a CFP, which you all know by now is a certified financial planner. And we are doing an expert episode today with Alex Chalakian of Lake Avenue Financial. He is the CEO. Welcome, Alex. Hi, Barbara. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for joining. So this is going to be for our listeners. Um, we're going to go over kind of what's going on with the market and then also whether or not to use a Roth. We'll get another opinion here from my good friend, Alex. So Alex, why don't you give our listeners a little bit of background about yourself? Sure. Uh, Thanks for inviting me, by the way. I really appreciate it. Let me give you a little bit of uh, history here. Uh, I started back in the industry in 97, and it's been 22 plus years now that I've been in the business. Uh, Started on the side where we were working with a lot of different products, investments. It was something that I really enjoyed. I was young at the time and, you know, I kind of figured, hey, if this doesn't work out, mom and dad could always take me back home, right? I got nothing (laughs) to lose. Uh, So started my own practice, working with friends, family members, people that really uh, trusted me and, and, you know, knew that I had a passion for investments. And then slowly but surely built it out to a full-blown business. Uh, and then, you know, in we went to the independent side where we were working with uh, clients from all over and didn't have any specific products in 2003. Uh, and then in 2014, we launched Lake Avenue Financial, uh, which is a registered investment advisory firm. And uh, here we are now, uh, 22 plus years later. Wow. So yeah, you have a, you quite a bit of in, uh, experience in the industry. And yeah. so that our listeners, because sometimes the lingo is a little confusing, you started out as an independent advisor and now you're a registered investment advisor, which just means it's just different in terms of licensing and regulation. Correct. Correct. But essentially for a living, you are an advisor and you help people manage their money. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, we work with uh, clients from all walks of life, uh, typically working with mostly individuals uh, and small business owners. And, uh, you know, it's been something that we've enjoyed doing, just helping people. Uh, Oddly enough, I thought I wanted to be an accountant uh, when I was studying, uh, you know, in college. And uh, luckily, I... The accountant type, you're too much fun. Uh, you know, it's it, it's funny, and I think that was part of it too, because I actually was lucky enough to clerk at an accounting firm while I was in school, and uh, me and one of the partners would get together and kind of look at the Wall Street Journal back in the day when you actually looked at the Wall Street Journal for you know quotes and and investments to see how things were doing, mm-hmm. and he's and he said you 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 are enjoying this way too much. Uh, you should look at going into the investment industry instead of the accounting industry. And, you know, I really hadn't thought about it much, but I realized it was something I was passionate about. And I 
I didn't want to get stuck behind a desk doing accounting or, you know, honestly, all the accountants look so miserable most of the year. So I was like, I, I don't know if this are, is what I want. Yeah, they're definitely stressed during tax time for sure. Yeah, and then you they're bored. And then they're yeah. bored the rest of the year. So it's like, okay, I don't know if this is what I want to do. Uh, so I was 21 when I started in the business. So it's a, uh, um, I'm glad I went in that direction as opposed to accounting. Yeah. Well, and this is perfect because um, for our listeners, besides doing the podcast, I also run, um, I do the same thing as Alex on the other side of the coast. And so I think this will be good because then we can get another opinion, not only on the markets, but then also on Roth IRAs because that has been. Um, a pretty popular talk topic. So right now we are currently in the thick of the pandemic, which I'm hoping ends soon. Um, and so Alex, why don't, what do you think about the markets right now? Because it has been a wild ride. Yeah, it definitely has been a wild ride. Uh, luckily for our clients, you know, we we're pretty proactive and at the end of last year, I had some signals that were more economic signals that warned us that we should start to take some of the risk off the table. And we started to do that for our clients uh, slowly but surely. Uh, you know, it, it was nothing where it was a crystal ball which said, hey, the, uh, a virus is going to be showing up or a pandemic. This is kind of a black swan event. But I definitely had my concerns about uh, the markets being too frothy and it might make some sense to, to, to make some changes there. Uh, and then in the beginning of the year, we started to see the Fed make some moves to try to keep the party going, let's just say. Uh, yeah. So so party that kind of up market. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, it's, this is it, it's pretty crazy when you, you really take a step back and think about it. Uh, but at all costs, they want they want the markets to kind of go up, uh, which is not, in my opinion, the healthiest thing to happen uh, overall. But. We saw in February some concerns with uh, with what was happening in China and Europe and so forth, and we started to make even more adjustments in our clients' portfolios and take risk off the table. So right now, where I stand, uh, based on today, we've we've trimmed a lot of our uh, stock market exposure. Now, again, most of our, my clients are a lot older; they're either retired or about to retire, so they don't have a longer time frame to to be able to withstand the gyrations of the markets so that's mm -hmm. something I, I take into consideration obviously if you're you know if you're relying on this money for retirement obviously e even if you tell me you're a risky investor no one likes to lose money it, it doesn't matter how young or old you are uh so so i'm concerned uh and even based on where we stand and and, and it's kind of crazy to me that all the economic data we're seeing all this unemployment uh, all these businesses that are been shut down for a month now, uh, they, you know, they can't, uh, they can't turn it back on. There's no way the mom and pop shop tomorrow, if, uh, you know, if lockdown is, is, uh, is over, they're just going to go in, walk in and everything's going to be normal. It's not, it's going to take a long time. So I have a lot of concerns there with, uh, with what's going to happen in the markets. And you see, the stock market has kind of rallied back up in the last couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. We've been using that as an opportunity to start to trim even more of our exposure because uh, not to scare your listeners, but, <laughs> and I don't have a crystal ball, but I do think we're heading lower from here uh, okay. as of today, uh, as of today. And we might be stuck in a long time. 
again, if if you're you know in your 20s, 30s, 40s as an investor, uh, you might not worry and say you have a long time. What would you say to somebody? So I would say most of our listeners are probably in their 20s and 30s, and their main investment is their is investing in retirement. So their 401k or 403b right. or that, that I would say that's a lot of our listeners. Right. So even even you know, listen, uh, if you're 20 years old or 30 or 40 years old. You don't as much as you can think about the fact that you have a long time before you're going to touch these retirement assets. Let's just say uh, nobody likes to lose money. I would I would highly recommend you do a risk analysis to see what kind of risk you're comfortable with, because most of your listeners, uh, you know, if I had to guess, probably have not experienced a downturn like this in the marketplace. You know, they've maybe just seen this uh, 10 or 11 year bull market. And they really don't know anything besides the fact that markets have gone up since they started investing in their retirement plan at work. So that being said, now is a good time for you to take a look of what risk you're comfortable with. Because if we have a situation where the markets go sideways for years and, you know, Japan experienced that uh, in 1989, the markets were at all time highs and they've never recovered. So I'm, I'm not trying to scare people to say that it, we might. Japan is a scary analogy, Alex. I'm sorry? Japan is a scary analogy. Well, listen, my point is it can happen because a lot of times uh, you hear all the people on, you know, uh, on on our financial networks talking about, oh, it doesn't matter. Just buy the dips. Uh, Markets always go up. It's like, yeah, look, if you look back in U.S. history, you can say that things over the long term will go up. But my, my point is the long term could be a lot longer than people think sometimes, depending on where we put ourselves, uh, you know, with the amount of debt right now in the marketplace uh, and, and what we're doing. I don't know how we're going to get the, the economy out of this, especially considering a lot of our small, uh, a lot of our businesses and the, and the backbone of this economy are small business owners. Many of them will probably be gone. You know, a lot of the places that I I adore and 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 the stores and and businesses that I usually go to on a daily basis, probably half of them will not survive this, and and that's a scary thought. But again, over the long term, uh, we've seen things come back, and especially in your retirement plan where you're investing and you're putting money every pay period, you're mm-hmm. doing something called dollar cost averaging. So you're buying a little bit at a time. So even if the markets come down, you're buying them. Uh, you know, at lower prices and, and, and as things hopefully recover, which they will, you know, I'm not saying that it's just going to be doom and gloom forever, but it might take a little bit longer than a lot of these flash crashes we've seen where the market corrected 10, 20%. And then, you know, within a couple of weeks, it was back to where it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I think this can last six months or longer. Okay. Well, that's good to know. But so you think for the younger people stay in, do a risk analysis, Mm-hmm. to see where you know how much risk they want to have in their 401k but you think stay for the younger people 20 and 30s stay in right yeah definitely and and this is a good ex, you know exercise for them cuz they might have thought they were okay with a portfolio that can lose possibly 30% and then realize that they do not have the stomach to be able to do that and maybe they're okay with a portfolio that can lose 15% right so they can make those adjustments within their portfolio they could still be invested for the long term in stocks but maybe something that they're uh, a lot more comfortable with and and the point is to make sure that they don't sell out uh, that that's that's the thing because if you're in a portfolio that does these crazy gyrations and at the end of the day you say I can't you know I can't stomach this type of volatility and you end up selling and 
chances are you might end up selling at the bottom, then it's a losing situation for you. So you're better off going into a portfolio where you can be comfortable with the ups and downs and, and, and stick it through and then constantly add money into there. And one of the things that I think is going to be uh, very important going forward is going to be fundamental, whether it be stock picking, where now it's not just, hey, doesn't matter, just buy anything, it's going to go up. It's going to be important, the type of investments you go into, as well as looking at companies that are offering good dividends and income, uh, you know, just ensuring growth and stability. And I think that's going to be something more and more important. Now, it's hard to do that within your 401k, but right. in your, but a lot of 401ks will have a lot of different investment options and you can look to see, okay, this portfolio has these types of holdings that have been exactly. consistent, uh, you know, consistent winners or things that have actually done well, even in this type of a pandemic situation, as opposed to, uh, you know, some tech stocks and other companies that have been high flyers and they might not be around tomorrow. Who knows? Right, because they don't have the longevity um, or the the history behind them to withstand something like this. Because there's definitely companies that have been around for a long time that are kind of your true blue large cap companies that have good dividends that have you know already gone through something not a pandemic for per se, but have gone through other economic downturns that have survived. Right, where there's other companies that are newer and they've only seen an up market. Right, right. Yeah, so look at companies like a Costco that's doing well in this situation or Procter & Gamble or even Amazon. You know, it's a tech company, but it's right. thriving in this in this uh, economy. And Microsoft, uh, all the companies that are actually hiring people today are the ones that are doing real well and, and you know, w- w- should be able to uh, make it through this without uh, without any harm and come out real well at the other end of the pandemic. Absolutely. Well, that's great. Great advice. So you think we're in this for a bit longer? Yeah. You know, some of the conversations I've had, I've had conversations with medical experts and others uh, that their concern is not even getting out of this season. Uh, You know, and, you know, some of them have talked about summer possibly seeing the slowdown in the coronavirus, but more of the concern is by the end of the year, this coming back and coming back even worse. So what what do we do in a situation where, okay, maybe we reopen the doors come May or June uh, and try to get the economy kicked off, but in September, October, we're back into the thick of things and we have to go back into closing this down because there's, I can't imagine any type of vaccine being ready between now and then. Uh, a lot of experts say that there's no way that that'll happen. Maybe they come up with uh, some other solutions, and I know they're testing out a lot of different drugs and and uh, and, and options. So maybe that's a band-aid approach for now. Uh, and then wearing masks, which I think will become the new normal uh, out in public. Um, you know, many of us probably thought it was silly when we saw images of people wearing masks all over. But especially if you're in a commuter city like New York and and you have to use mass transportation, it's probably going to be a way of life going forward. Uh, So, Well, Cuomo just issued in New York now in public. I think you have three days to get the compliance up, but you have to wear a mask in public now. Yeah. Yeah. And and who knows how long that's going to be, you know, held up there. Maybe it won't be the best thing, especially in a you know, in a, in a, in the summertime in New York where it's, uh, yeah. hot and sticky so and yeah, yeah uh, probably, probably not going to be fun to have that thing all over your face. But, um, but again, if, if it's a matter of health, uh, in, you know, and risking your life, you're, you're just gonna, you're going to have to suck it up and deal with it. 
Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and they just said that I think they're for New York, at least because you're you're in California. But in New York, um, I think they extend it. Not only you have to wear a mask, but they extended the lockdown now until May 15th. So we have another month. Right. Exactly. And and listen, there's a good chance you come, you know, May 15th, they push it back again. Uh, it's 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 horrible on the economy, but, you know, the health is obviously more important than the economy because honestly, how what good is the money if you're dead? That's just the way right, I no, look at it. Health is always number one, I think. Yeah, but this, I think, is important for your listeners to understand that it it's important for you to have the infrastructure when you're working on a financial plan, right? So one of the main things that we talk to our clients is before you're even really investing, do you have money set aside in case of emergencies? Do you have money set aside for situations where you might be out of work for a little while, whatever it is, that is kind of a fundamental that you need to set up. And, uh, and, and I know, a lot of times people don't want to talk about that because that's boring and they're more rather talk about, hey, can I buy this stock? You know, it's soaring and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, listen, let's get your house in order first before we're starting to talk about risk uh, and, and other types of investments. I 100% agree. I feel like I get a lot of pushback on the emergency fund or rainy day fund or whatever you want to call it because it's boring and it doesn't make any money. Mm-hmm. But I do think that it's going to come out of this pandemic being the shining star because – when you have one, it just takes out so much stress. You, well, all, you know, all those people that you uh, talked to and they thought it was boring right now are probably realizing what you were talking about and are probably yeah. excited the fact that you got them to do, uh, you know, and, and put some money aside for a rainy day. Absolutely. Yeah, because the thing is, one person brought up, which was really good, that it wasn't there. You know, this necessarily wasn't your emergency. It wasn't an emergency in your own house, but this is a national emergency that then caused an emergency for you. So, you know, because some people say, well, I'm not going to have an emergency because I have renter's insurance and I have this covered and that covered. But this is a perfect example of you can't plan for everything and why it's so important to have it. Exactly. Yeah. And you, you can have a small business and say, and I have all these insurances to cover my small business. But in this scenario, if you can't even open your doors, what difference does it make? You know, you have no revenue coming in. You have employees. You might want to try to hold on to them for as long as possible. But chances are you're going to have to let them go. And there's the trickle effect from there. So uh, you can't plan for everything. There's just, there's just no way. You need to make sure you have enough cash flow set aside for these types of events. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so we're going to do a little bit um, of a switch because I had originally asked you pre-pandemic when we were back, Alex and I sit on a board together, we were back in beautiful California, sunny California, and I had asked you to come on so that we could talk a bit about Roth IRA and Roth 401k because we had um, a question from a listener about... um, recommending whether you use a traditional 401k or a Roth 401k. And I do think as an, you know, as an individual, I tend to recommend uh, or lean more towards traditional um, for those who have the ability to contribute to a Roth outside of work. And so, and more of my reasoning behind it is it depends on the person because I think I'd rather have you get to a higher savings ratio than not. And if that means it's the path of least resistance is the traditional 401k, I would go that way. So that's the background on it. And so, Alex, I really would love to hear your opinion on what you think about a traditional 401k versus a Roth 401k. Um, keeping in mind, we're generally talking about people that are younger, so 20s and 30s for the most part. 
Right. So for, for keeping that in mind that this is probably for an audience that are maybe in their 20s, 30s or even 40s, um, yeah, my thinking is more leaning towards the Roth 401k. Uh, you know, my rule of thumb has kind of been if you're below 50 years old uh, and these are for retirement assets, I would much rather you take the tax hit today, but be able to uh, take the advantage of the fact that you're going to take tax-free income out, as well as have the compounding effect over a longer time frame, 15, 20, 30 years uh, mm -hmm. that you give yourself. So that's kind of been my general rule when I sit there and pencil it out. Obviously, it's on a per case scenario, uh, you know, your listener might have different situations. They might not be eligible or, uh, you know, right now they're trying to work something else out in their situation. So I definitely recommend that they talk to their financial professionals uh, about this to see what makes the most sense for them. Uh, but I know given my history and looking like with accountants, for example, a lot of accountants will tell their clients, do take the do the traditional IRA or a traditional 401k, get the deduction today, because that's how they could show them value of look how much taxes you save today. We don't know what taxes are going to look like in the future. So it's very common to get that from an accountant. Uh, but just as I mentioned, I have no idea what taxes are going to look like, you know, 20, <laughs> That's tw an unknown 20 variable. <laughs> yeah. So 25 years from now, we might be at a low flat tax or we might be back in the Reagan era where, you know, it's just crazy numbers. And, uh, my thinking has been when we are working with our clients, I'm trying mm -hmm. to make sure that we can look at an overall situation. We call it the tax triangle. So I want to create a scenario where they can have income that comes in that's taxable and some income that comes in that's tax free. So that way we could, depending on what scenario we're at 20 years from now, let's just say hypothetically when they retire, or they want to take it out. We could decide which bucket of money to take it out from. And you call it the tax triangle. So that means like you have different sources of money. So you're trying it, to hit. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so, so, so there's after tax dollars, right? So yep. money that they're putting in like in a regular investment account. And then there's money that goes into something like an IRA and then stuff that would go into a Roth IRA or municipal bond, other things that can give tax-free income as well. So, so, so we try to create that and that way, depending on the scenario, because we can't predict the future, we can figure out which bucket of to take money out of and in this let's say today we can decide okay we're going to take out x amount of dollars to get you up to this point in the mm -hmm. tax code so you'll still be at the lowest tax bracket and then the rest we can take out tax-free so it's a good way of giving your clients options uh, yeah. and doing that and a lot of people you know I, I understand the path of least resistance as you mentioned but a lot of people, let's just be honest, they're 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 lazy and they're going to do, you know, they might not say, OK, well, let me just do the regular 401k and then I'll set something else up outside of it uh, because of the, you know, what I was able to save overall. Uh, it's, it's very difficult for people to want to do that on their own unless they're working with a professional that can point them out and set those mm -hmm. things up. So. You know, my my path of least resistance would be just set up the Roth 401k and try to put away as much as you can in that thing. Uh, and, you know, later on, maybe when you're making more income and it makes more sense for you, you can switch over to a traditional IRA. But that Roth 401k will still continue to grow tax deferred, tax free and will co continue to compound. So that's interesting. So I think it's good for our listeners to hear multiple opinions about because the thing with personal finance that I hope I, that I found difficult coming into this from institutional because I worked with options. So you either positive or negative, right? It was very black right. and white. Right. It was binary. 
scary. And the interesting thing I think with personal finance is there's literally not, or there's really not a right or wrong answer. No, no, there, there isn't. And, and I think, I mean, there's a good and bad of that, right? Uh, right. As you could say, uh, uh, someone, one of your listeners can go to five different advisors and get five different opinions. And at the end, their kind of head is spinning and saying, well, who do I work with? Uh, who do I know is giving me the right opinion? Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and that might not be no different than going to meet with five different attorneys that have, you know, different thoughts about your case. Uh, right. So there's no right or wrong. Everyone's going to have their uh, version of what they think is the right thing to do. Uh, so it's it is it does make it a little bit harder for the listener to to know who to work with. But I think the important thing is for them to to, to work with someone that they trust. Uh, usually work on referrals, right? You know, if they've they know someone that's been working with you and has had a good experience, uh, I think that's kind of the way to go. But ultimately, you have to look at what is important to you. Uh, if if your concern is I want to try to save as much in taxes today. There's one way to go, and then, or if your thought is long term, this is what I want to do. I'm not concerned as much about the tax it today, especially if maybe I'm making less income than I expect to make uh, down the line as I, you know, go up the corporate ladder or or grow my business. Then there's a different way of going. Yeah, I know. I think that's really, really great advice. And the thing, just to add one thing to it that I always say to people is. Because you can go, as you said, you can go to five different advisors and they'll, they'll probably give you five different takes and they shouldn't be dramatically different. You know, they should all be saying retirement and emergency fund and just how they get you down that road might be a little bit different of a path. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always say it has to feel comfortable. If it doesn't feel comfortable to you, then it's not a good fit. Agreed. Agreed. So I think that's one other thing they can they can look for. Um, well, this has been really helpful, Alex. Thank you so much for coming on and chatting about the market and whether or not to Roth. So we will summarize it with, we think we're going to be in a volatile market for another six plus months. And clearly we're going to be at, locked at home for a bit, a bit longer. And then on the to Roth or not to Roth, Alex, your vote is to Roth. Yes, I would say <laughs> so. Again, it depends on everyone's scenario, you know, uh, but uh, generally I would, I would, I would think based on the question that was asked, uh, I, I would recommend the Roth. Okay, great. Well, and everyone can look Alex up. He's on um, in the media quite often. You are a media favorite. And um, <laughs> you do very good on TV. Thanks. Um, and for our listeners, you can check out our online classes at www.planancial.com. And if you like the podcast, we would love if you would rate and review us on iTunes. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.